Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, if someone were to be a student of your life and write a volume of your life work, what would your Wikipedia say? Okay, that is an interesting question, and I gotta tell you, that's kind of a sobering one at that. <laughs> sobering versus like being under the influence otherwise in life. Oh, no, only you would take it on that angle. Okay, it's funny when people say that though. Well, that's a sobering thought. I'm like, okay. <laughs> As opposed to, yes. <laughs> did, you, did you ever have a homework assignment where you had to write your own obituary? Okay, well, I, I, the answer is yes, but I'm going to stop you right there because before we get too far into our show, we just want to remind everyone that you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, well, our first guest today is from our partner ministry called Bloom. And Bloom is a dynamic group of girlfriends who we just love to play with and have fun and just share ideas and dreams with. And all of this group of girlfriends, they share the life experience of being church-planting pastor's wives. And that was, that was a, a mouthful. But Bloom is a part of Stadia, and Stadia is a church planning organization, which is literally helping to launch and plant churches globally. Well, Bloom, it is so significant as it provides inspiration, encouragement, and resources for planters' spouses so they can provide the same to their families, staff, and churches. And we want to welcome, a special welcome to our girlfriend, Tammy Smith, who's joining us today on our show. Tammy has been married to her husband, Barry, for over 20 years. She's a mom of two kids, Max and Taryn. And together, Barry and Terry served the church, Impact Community Church, in Sacramento, California, where Tammy also is the children's director. So, Tammy, your plate is quite full just with all of that already. So welcome to Girlfriend It. Awesome. I'm so happy to be here. I have my cup of coffee, and I'm just excited to share with you ladies this morning. Well, okay, you are. Tammy, I, I have to tell you that Lisa and I, we, we always like, we're really into the coffee thing. But I <laughs> yes. tried this K Pack. Um, it's chocolate fudge K Pack, and then it's a Heath Bar creamer. Ooh, so I'm not a big Heath person, but you give me vanilla or hazelnut, I'm all over that. You like that. Okay. Yes. So that's what you're drinking vanilla. Yes, I am actually. I have a little bit of vanilla in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I have, sorry, Lisa, I, I interrupted you. No, I, well, I have the hazelnut if I'm going to play in this game, too. So I have hazelnut yes. going. So, yeah, I'm with you, Tammy, on that. Well, Tammy, today we're talking about the voyage of discovery. And um, we're going to go, since Patty asked the question and I kind of dodged it and avoided it, we're going we're gonna to throw it back at you and have you answer it, because that's the way we do things around here. But did you ever have a homework assignment where you had, remember that, like, in the English class or something where you, they said, okay, right? 
write what your obituary or what your tombstone or whatever would say. Did you ever have that assignment? Yes, actually I did in ninth grade English, believe it or not. And I hated it. I waited to the last minute like every good ninth grader. (laughs) (laughs) And um, in fact, I think I stayed up late when my parents told me to go to bed. Um, I remember that very vividly, actually, thinking, well, do I be truthful? Do I write what I really wish that everybody thought of me? Or do I write? Because ninth grade is really crazy. You don't really know yourself and you're still um, discovering yourself. But I did. And it was was a learning process. And actually, I wouldn't say a turning point, but... um, it was interesting, actually, and I can share with you what I what I think I wrote. But um, oh, you have to share. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> here's what I wrote. I said um, I feel like because at that time, and even now today, I struggle with that. I'm just a common girl, an Iowa Midwest girl that is trying to live this life, figuring out myself, and doing the very best that I can while loving God. Um, back then, it was really tough because I was just, I am just a common girl in Iowa, a Midwest girl. I'm still experiencing myself and figuring out who I am. And I felt like I had no testimony. Um, came from a great family, but I was I didn't have really anything earth shattering and I lived a boring life, I thought, in my in my day and age. And, and looking back on that, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. That's like gold in my pocket. But at the <laughs> time I I just resented it and thought, My life is boring. I do tassel corn in the summer and I go to youth group and I go to, to school. <laughs> Okay, that that is really funny because that was pretty deep for a ninth grader, and that you can yeah. remember, and that yeah, very very impressed with that that you could just pull that out, um, and that ordinary thing, you you so hit the nail on the head because so many of us feel that that ordinary, and we don't. I remember that just the same thing because I grew up in a in a Christian home, and you just go okay, and, and every, life is just ordinary. You know, and nothing like really stands out sometimes. And we're very critical of our own life because we see it from that lens where somebody else might see, you know, somebody else that was sitting in your class would go, you do not have an ordinary life, Tammy. You have, you know, and so we're always very critical of our, of our own life. And, um, but it it is amazing because that is very common, that, that ordinary feeling that women have. Yes, I agree. I agree. And here's, I think the biggest thing about, um, my husband always says, no, you have a testimony. You may be ordinary and you may, um, you know, have done everything, quote, unquote, right and tried to live by God, but you really do have a testimony for all those other people that feel the exact same way you do. And I'm like, yeah, but when you think of a testimony, you think of something, wow, that's crazy how God delivered you or what a great God story. And um, I just constantly remind myself, and I have to, that um, God was faithful and he had great. He has and had great plans for me, and I was um, now looking back. Of course, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Being faithful with the few small things that you have, even as a ninth grader or a six year old, um, mm-hmm. God will use and make much greater in your life as you continue to be faithful with the small things. And I think we need to shout that from the mountaintop. Seriously, I, I believe that our culture is becoming such where. Many times we're only hearing this victim mentality where, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this is where I, all these horrible things happen to me. And yes, you know, it's, it's amazing to watch God do miracles and do these, you know, crazy love things. But we do need to hear about the faithful and, you know, just even in, in, in writing your own um, obituary or, you know, what would people say about you in Wikipedia? Um, I know Lisa and I always say we want to surround ourselves with 
with progress, with people who are moving forward. And I think even like from a ninth grade common, uh, you know, someone who feels so normal, you had you surrounded yourself with a family and parents that loved you, loved Jesus, and that there is such a blessing. And we need to really push that because we, we I know my kids, they always think, I don't have a story. I don't have a testimony. And I, I keep trying to have them discover that, that it's so cool that you, that is your testimony and that yes. is your, what is so incredible that you have that faithfulness. Yes. Um, I think the biggest crutch in our society for across the board, but especially in our youth is entitlement. They just feel entitled, entitled. And that is such a, a joy robber. And the comparison game is just, it's awful. It's, um, it can just steal the joy right under you. And, uh, I try, my children are 14 and almost 12, and they too, we constantly remind them, you know, you're going to have friends that swear, you're going to have friends that say, you know, they're, they have bad friends, and um, when they come over and they see us pray for you, we just, my daughters had to sleep over on Monday night, and we pray for them at bedtime, and then later on taught Taryn and Max that, hey, uh, we want to have all these ungodly, you know, friends that don't know God, however, our main goal, and yours too, is life on mission. We are here to um, influence your friends and their family. So even though your friend may giggle when we pray for you both at night, hopefully deep down inside God is doing a work in them, and they appreciate that you have this solid family and this testimony that can share with them later on. And when they have questions and the storms of life hurt them or um, get them in the middle of it, they can come to you and say, you know what, I remember back when your parents prayed for me or when your parents took me out to dinner. And um, I think it's so true that we have to instill that in our kids at a young age that, even though they may not have the the roughest life, or they may have a horrible life, God uses people that are available, not perfect, not not horrible people, people that are available to be used by God and that give Him the time of the day, because that's when He shows His greatness the the strongest. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're you're right when you say like because it's the ordinary moments that we tend to gloss over and we think they're not significant, but like you said, just saying prayers at night and planting a seed, that can be extraordinary in somebody's life down the road. Well, they remember it, and it makes a difference. And we never know what God does. God multiplies the ordinary, and we just yep. see it from this lens, from this perspective. And we see it one-dimensional where God sees it on so many different layers and, you know, in and, and 3D and all of that. And he's like, you have no idea what I'm doing with this ordinary moment that you're kind of dismissing. And we 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 tend to glamorize the... Um, the story or the, having the testimony yeah. because we see on TV so much. And it's like, yep. if I don't have that crazy experience or that crazy thing, then I am not really living life. And so we change the measurement of what life should be and how it should be lived. And we have it in that category, which we all go there is boring, non-boring, exciting. And so we have this measurement that we look at instead of just embracing just the moments and being fully present in those moments yes. and say, okay, God will take and do whatever he wants with this moment. Yep. In fact, I have on my um, Instagram because I try to follow because my kids are really big into the social media, so I try to be one step ahead of them, although it's really hard. <laughs> I have on my little, my little, um, you know how you have your name and then what you put on there. I say, trying to live in the moment with joy in my heart because mm-hmm. I so much with technology, and I find myself every day struggling with this, especially with my kids who are my most important disciples right now is, Live in the moment. Listen to them. Turn the, the my phone off or shut the TV off or go on a walk or just sit and look at each other. And I find that it's hard with my friends as well. 
because I'm texting and on the phone and making dinner at the same time. And I really want to make sure um, that I want to live in the moment because that's where life happens. And small memories are what we're going to remember, the sweetness of it, not the huge um, experiences that we try to make perfect like Christmas morning or a great vacation. But those inside jokes and that joy that you share with each of your relationships, um, that's what well, Tammy, makes life sweet. Tammy, we're going to go into our first break here. And that's such a great reminder to be fully engaged in the present and in the moment. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with Girlfriend at Radio. Great, thank you. This is Girlfriend on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Viktor Frankl, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to our show this day. We are talking about, well, we started out talking about a voyage in life and discovering life, and we went into what would someone write about uh, you on Wikipedia and then we went into writing an obituary, and now we are at the moment where we're trying to be fully engaged in the moment with our guest, Tammy Smith. And Tammy, I love what you said, um, talking about your kids are your most important disciples right now. And in, in discovering and being on this voyage um, and leaving that legacy, I think that's such a significant uh, goal and desire um, that you have. And now we're, we're really getting off task, but 
but trying to blend it in to be on the right task there on uh, someone to, to write something about you. What would you think that your, what would your kids say about you as a mom? I totally, um, that's a great question and one that most moms would probably be scared to answer. But um, Barry and I are very real with our kids. We have the real conversations. We're, we're funny with them. And not that our parents weren't great parents because they were. Our heritage is amazing. And the older we get, the more just oh, and awe and thankful that we are, that we have our parents. But I think the generation, they didn't really um, engage and have more as much fun. You know, they were more like in the 50s and 60s or 70s in my case. But um, my kids would say that I'm goofy and um, silly and um, that I like to get things done. I think mm-hmm. that's what my kids would say. But I think also they would say that I'm not afraid to share my faith um, very verbally, even in front of their friends, um, or when, when we're on our way to school. So the car time is amazing time because, you know, really there's nothing going on. It's a great conversation time, even if you have to force it with a teenager. And every morning on the way to school, I out loud pray for my kids. And even though they may not like it, they know what happens. They know they have to turn their phones off. The radio goes off as they're backing out of the garage, and I pray out loud for their day and for Barry's, my husband's day, and my day. Um, and I'm just hoping and praying that that's the nugget that they'll take with uh, when they go to college and, and when they have kids, um, that they just remember me as being funny and silly, because I am. I am just a ham, and I say the wrong words. They call them Tammyisms, <laughs> and I'm just goofy. I'm goofy, but Barry and I really try. That's the value of our home is to have fun with our kids and to, to be silly with them and uh, live in the moment and just be joyful. And so hopefully that will continue. But I know if you ask them right now, they'd say, my mom is a crazy nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's so significant for us as moms. And truly, you know, you're in ministry, you're leading in ministries, your your husband, um, helping him with a church plant, that we take that time to know who we are and how our kids see us. So many times we're just scrambling through life that we don't just put the, you know, push the pause button and go, how am I filtered by my, by my children? And to be able to know who you are in your kids' eyes is so significant. And I, I just, for listeners out there who wouldn't know how to answer so quickly, I think it's good to even ask your kids, um, you know, ask them their opinion of, of who you are. And I love, love, love that you're crazy and fun with your kids. I think so many times as moms we miss that, and then all we're doing is controlling them and telling them what to do. Oh, I definitely have those tendencies as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm, we have our chores, and we have to, you know, because we're so busy. We live such busy lives. But, um, yeah, we try to make it a balance. I think not that our life will ever be balanced because I think that's a myth, but we – we really try to keep our priorities in line and as well as lead by example with our kids in our own life about our priorities. Well, so, anyway. I, I was listening to all of this and I was going to, I was going to say something and Patty, you totally took it about asking your kids, you know, kind of give me uh, an evaluation here of, you know, am I hitting the mark? It, 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 you know, are, are you getting what you need from me? Just, I think, bringing them in the loop in the conversation and then, you know, and here's what I need from you and from my lens and just having that, that good communication. Because when you mix the fun, like what you're saying, Tammy, it diffuses so much and it just, it keeps communication open. And that's one of the things that we always tried is keeping the communication current with our kids so it didn't build up. So then when you got frustrated with them, it wasn't like, you know, five months worth of frustration built up. It's kind of comes out of the volcano but it's just like dealing with things as they happen and then 
making light when you can, but also dealing with it, you know, in the significant ways when you need to. And, and it really is about, so we're talking about like a voyage of discovery, but a lot of it is self-discovery about us, you know, as a parent, as a wife, as a ministry leader, discovering how we, how we lead, how we influence, how we live our life, and how in those ordinary moments, we, we truly are discovering what God wants us to see. And a lot of times, you know, you, you see what you're looking for. And if you're going into your day going, okay, I, I expect to see, to discover something today. And it could be something so simple. Like we put this in our thing. is like discovering a new app, you know, that's going to make something fun in your life or whatever. It doesn't have to be these grandiose things, but just something new to discover. And it keeps life interesting. And one of the, when Patty and I were talking about this, we said, you know, what are some tips that we can give people like just in discovering some things? And one of them was um, surround yourself with progress, with people who are moving forward with you. And that's what's so significant about, about you, Tammy, being a part of the ministry of Bloom with all these girlfriends who share the same life experience of being church planters' wives. That's why we love coming alongside you guys because it really is about the girlfriend connection and creating those safe places to go, okay, this is where I am at today and this is who I am. And, um, you, you know, and where are you? And just kind of having that dialogue with each other, that helps us discover because it, it gives us that safe place and that freedom to discover. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, Bloom's an awesome ministry of for the wives, the planters' wives, just them. And that's in itself unique because us wives are just intricate creatures that have needs of our own. And it's very awesome when we have our own Facebook page and there's a prayer need, how much is like sharks. We attack each other like, yes, I got that. Or I'm praying for you. Or if they, hey, I have this concern or this question, has anybody ever dealt with this? And then just the feedback, life experiences that we have and we share with each other is invaluable because God gives us those experiences to share. And we need to, once we go through those experiences, we need to be willing to share them because that will help others either save their bacon or um, uh, encourage them to, to try new and exciting things. I agree. <clears throat> well, and, and that's an excellent tip because sharing to make ideas happen, even, I mean, you know, sharing ideas for, hey, I need prayer on this. And just even to creative professionals, um, they need to take every opportunity to communicate new ideas and, and then get feedback on it. I, we live in a culture now where we don't do things alone. Everything is with teams, and that's, that's fabulous. We finally figured that out. It's like the 21st century. I think that's the biggest um, exploration and discovery that we could possibly come up with is when we communicate new ideas and we get feedback, we have the teamwork, and we develop this sense of accountability, we, we go so much further, faster than we're, when we're trying to keep these secrets to ourselves and these creative ideas to ourselves rather than just exploding them out there. And it's really cool. It's cool to see that in, in the whole Christian realm. Yep, I agree. We can do way more as a team than we can individually. You're right. You're mm -hmm. right. And I, I believe... To be honest, that's the same thing as a family unit. If we, as a family, have the same value or the same mission, we can do way more as a family unit of four than we can even as the head of a household or as a spouse or a child. Um, so I, I don't know why I just threw that in there, but that just was really important to me because as a family, we really try to, we have our top ten or our top three hit list, and we have people that we intentionally are working on to um have them be saved because we want them in heaven with us. And, mm. and as a family unit, we target them 
very strategically, even having them come over or having the kids come over for a sleepover. Um, and so I believe not only in the workplace or the church, but a family too, if they can have the same mission and the same goals, they can um, get way more accomplished than we can individually. That's so I know it goes back to talking about the teamwork and having goals, which is so significant, and seeing your family as a team, because sometimes we tend to think teams are outside of the family mm-hmm. unit or in the work environment or the ministry environment, but teams are, like you said, the most significant team really is your family, but setting goals, but then it comes back to you have to take the time to yes. set those goals, to have those conversations, and that's why we get so busy with life, just surviving, that we don't take those times. And I think another um, tip on discovery is giving yourself space to dream, to plan, to strategize. Mm-hmm. So having those moments where you intentionally carve them out to go, and, and it goes back to what you're saying: being fully in the moment. Okay, at this yep. moment, this present time. There's no phones. There's no you know electronic thing. We're just going to sit here and and dream together or create some goals and and work together toward those to make that happen. And when you start working together and giving you know that common goal or objective, it is powerful with teams. It makes them come alive. And that is such a huge discovery in and of itself. And I think it draws you closer as a family because you have more experiences together. You, um, you learn from each other. You enjoy each other because everybody has their own gifts. Um, <clears throat> I, it's funny that you said that, no technology. One night we were all going out to dinner, and my husband was so fed up with all of our techo phones. He said, okay. <laughs> he opened his trunk. Everybody's phone put in the trunk. So we all threw <laughs> our phones in the trunk, every single one of us. He shut the trunk, and then we went in and had dinner. And that was great, and it was amazing, but it was intentional. He, had, he was super intentional leading our family that one night, all phones in the trunk. And we actually conversed and had fun and laughed. And it's a funny story now, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it was fantastic. But sometimes you have to do that. You just have to do extreme and make light of it going, okay, seriously, we're putting the phones? Yes, we're putting the phones in the trunk. <laughs> you know, and yep, it's making right. light of it. And then it's like you're forced to. And if everybody's doing it at the same time, you, I mean, and talk about you're talking about a memory. You know, you're sharing a memory. It created a family memory that you'll remember that time when you were made your, you know, phones go in the trunk. <laughs> That's right. Yep, you're right. <laughs> well, Tammy, we just have a minute, so we have to take a break. And we just want um, you to know how much we appreciated you just sharing from your heart and that you even remembered your obituary when you're in ninth grade. That's, <laughs> I'm still hanging on to that and still impressed with that. And we just so appreciate you and the Ministry of Bloom and all the girlfriends there and what you the, just the support you guys are such an example to so many others of teamwork of accountability of fun because you guys have a lot of fun together and just sharing those ideas because really it comes down to we are better together and you guys really model that well and so we just appreciate all that you that you do and you bring thank you for taking your time to come to get to and join us today well today we are talking about the voyage of discovery and um a c.s lewis quote is there are far far better things ahead than any we leave behind and coming up next we're going to be joined with our next guest colin Druiz, who is a writer author and expert on the life and the man of c.s lewis he'll be joining us next we're going to be right back This is Girlfriend on Togginet. 
Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports radio show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, Colin Durias is a writer, editor, and frequent lecturer on the lives of C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, and the Inklings. Having spoken at a variety of conferences in the U.S., Canada, Spain, Italy, Poland, Finland, and the U.K., his books include The A to Z of C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis, A Biography of Friendship, J.R.R. Tolkien, The Making of a Legend, J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, The Story of Their Friendship, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, He has contributed to the Tolkien Encyclopedia and the number of tomes. Colin has appeared as a commentator on extended versions DVDs of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Walden Media's feature Dreamer of Narnia with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, BBC's television The Worlds of Fantasy, PBS is The Question of God, a documentary about Focus on the Family Radio, theaters, audio dramatization of the screw tape letters, among others. He is the author that makes his home in the Lake District of Northwest England. And I have to say, um, Lisa, I don't know about you, but I am really nervous to have Colin on our show today because I, I he's just a genius. And so when whenever, you know, we have someone that that actually has all this incredible knowledge. I'm, I'm a little intimidated by that. Well, just when you were reading the bio there, all those words, I was like, okay, little, in, little intellectual. This is going to be very interesting because it's like C.S. Lewis is fascinating and his writings are fascinating. And we were talking about, um, you know, with this, uh, the authors and books and how truly authors are, are great mentors 
you know, and, and when they're, their books can be a good friend and you get into books and then we both love to read and you like to even smell the pages of a book. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes, yes, I do. I do. Well, and, and especially like C.S. Lewis, my, my very first book, which I'm sure for so many of our, our listeners, um, was, was definitely, and I, and I really wasn't even familiar with who C.S. Lewis was because I was a child when my mom gave me The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And just reading, I saw it truly as a, as a fantasy, not understanding all of the allegoric meanings. And then when I was in high school, I had a, a neighbor um, boy that he moved to California and he suggested that we would read these these books together and he he was a CPA so he was very um analytical so the whole all these allegories came up and he, we would write letters back and forth and it was such a fun time when I think back in my high school years reading a book with someone it's like having a book club when book clubs it wasn't really in back then and just taking the time to write a letter and you really thought about the book because you knew you had to write about it. And I just remember being so simple-minded, like reading the, the book and reading each chapter truly as I, as I read it. And then he would write these beautiful letters about, well, this part, don't you think it meant this? And don't you think when we went into the forest, this was really what was happening? And the wardrobe was really about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, of course, that's what I think. And it came alive to me, mm -hmm. but um, I will never forget. That was like the first time I read a book that had so much depth and so much meaning. So C.S. Lewis really ha has had an impact in my, my life. Um, and then the next one was as an adult when I read the screw tape letters. Um, and I would highly recommend reading that forever. It's such a quick read. It's just a little tiny book, but... Um, it's, it's crazy how just that book, just talking about the spiritual warfare and what's taking place with the enemy, how much, um, for years and years and years, they have humans figured out. And so they know our weaknesses. They know how to poke holes in, in the areas that where we're struggling with sin and they're out to destroy us. And it really, it, it makes it all come alive when you read this book. So, um, C.S. Lewis is just amazing. So, so from someone to come along and just that's all that he does is study, you know, Tolkien and, and C.S. Lewis. I, I just think it's go going to be exciting. But it sounds like our sound engineers are having a very difficult time to get him on the phone. So we might be talking about some other things. We might become the experts on C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, whether we want to or not, or whether we are, have the, the title or not. Here. Well, I want to go back, at least, to um, a few things that Tammy said while we're waiting to get Colin on the line. We're, we're trying to get him from England, so apparently that's where we're, we're struggling. But um, when she made the comment about who she was as a mom, and then you said, you know, asking the kids... I remember my, when my son was probably 11 or 12, and he, he actually asked, Mom, am I, am I doing okay as a son? Do I need to be doing something, um, changing anything? And I was so blown away that I had this child that wanted to know, am I hitting the mark? And because he opened up that window, now all the times we, we can have those checkups to say, hey, I'm able to say to him, hey, how am I doing as, as a mom? How's dad doing? You know, where... Where can we grow? Where and 
just going back on that voyage of life and and who we are, I think that's just so significant for us to not just with our children, but making sure with and, and it's it's an awkward question if you've never done it. Like for me to ask you, hey Lise, where am I as a friend? Like what can I work on? Because sometimes we don't want to hear it. But I just think that that's so significant in life to make sure that we're getting that checkup. Well, it goes back to how, how much do you really want to grow as a person? And only, only, you know, we personally can answer that question, but do you want to be a person that is continually growing and, and becoming? And if you do, then it is about asking questions and it is about asking others around you, Hey, give me some input here. Um, show me some things that I may not see. Or um, I, I heard this question, what do others think about me that I don't know? You know, kind of thing. Well, I mean, and you have to be select because you don't want somebody that's your arch enemy, you know, and you're giving them an opportunity to spew venom. But it's somebody that you really trust, that, that loves you, that has your best interest. And you can just say, hey, give me some perspective here. And, and, and like you said, am I hitting the mark? Am I doing, am I doing, you know, X, Y, and Z? And it helps us as an individual. I appreciate when people do speak into my life and say, hey, I don't know if you've if you see this or if you've seen this. And I appreciate it. I know even the other day you and I had a conversation and, and you know, you pointed out a couple things and you did it very lovingly. And it was it was great because sometimes we don't realize we get so caught up in the busyness of life that we don't even see our own lives and the perspective. And we're not objective. So it is that discovering going, oh, I just discovered that this is not the direction I want to go or th- I, this is where I do want to go. And, and like we were saying earlier with Tammy, doing it together in community is very powerful with those people that are safe in your life, that you trust. So, you know, it, it does make a difference. And, and that discovery is powerful and is profound mm-hmm. when you do go have those aha moments. And like we were saying earlier, sometimes it's just in the ordinary moments of life that those happen. Well, and surprise you. Speaking of ordinary moments in life, let's go ahead and, and really talk about some other great tips that we can go beyond the, the ordinary and really make sure that, you know, each day we're doing something that, that's growing us. Otherwise, the sun comes up and the sun goes down and we can get really caught up in it. And I love your son has a, a saying, I, I, I don't know if he got it from some wonderful quote, but the, the hours are long, but the or the days are long, but the years are short. And that's so true, but we can really make sure that we, we are making those days count. Um, we already talked about surrounding yourself with progress and, you know, just being on a team and, and moving forward that and having someone breathe into your life. And just like you said, sometimes it can be painful when someone shares a couple of things with you. <clears throat> and we need to remember to not be offended because this person loves us and either we're, we're hurting them by what we're doing or they see something that might be hurting ourselves. And so as much as we don't want to hear it, I would no sooner want to be with friends that are only being nice to me and not showing and pointing out those things and chiseling me. Are you um, giving me permission to not be nice sometimes? Yes. I don't okay. want you to be nice. And, and it, it, as you know, I actually get irritated if someone's nice and not telling me. It's like I do want to know. I don't want the, you know, the, the passiveness. But I'm, this is kind of hopping from like a really extreme like make sure people are you know, breathing into your life to all of a sudden emptying your inbox. <laughs> but I think that living life and decluttering is so important and probably because I'm sitting here in 
with piles all over, it's really hard to move forward if you feel like I've got all this stuff in my in my inbox that I need to get through. I have these piles over here. And you just, you cannot procrastinate. You have got to go through and clean that up and literally declutter your mind, declutter your inbox, declutter your piles uh, in order to keep moving through your week. Well, and I, I don't think we realize how many times when you have that clutter, whether it's in your inbox, whether it's sitting on your floor in in your bedroom in a corner. And, you know, I can, I can make my piles look really nice, like, you know, kind of like a decor item. Put but a flower on top of them. Yeah, you know, and underneath it really, you know, bottom line, it's still a pile that I yeah. am avoiding. But it, it really takes up a lot of sideways energy when you have something sitting there. Because then every time you walk by, have you ever had something where you just, you walk by and you're like, I need to, I need to take care of that. I need to move it or I need to put it. And you, I've walked by it 20 times. And it's like, if I would just do it, I don't have to think about it anymore. And it's very, yes. very green. And it's like, just do it. Just yes. take care of it right now. <laughs> and, and so it is, but the same way with our inbox. It's just like, okay, just carve out a chunk of time. You don't have to do it all at one time because it's overwhelming, but just carve out 15 minutes right now that you're going to just go, I'm going to clean out, I'm going to clean out some inbox items. And if you just do that at intervals, it's not so overwhelming. Just kind of like chisel away at it, whittle away at it. And, and a little bit at a time. And I think when I do that, it makes such a huge difference. Mm. Just so in doing that. You, you motivated me because I think today I'm going to take 15 minutes and go through my piles that are here. <laughs> well, you know what? You can take 15 minutes. I tend to look at something and I go, oh, that's going to take me four hours to do. I don't have four hours. And so you just keep avoiding it and pushing it aside. And again, the, that sideways energy gets expended instead of going, okay, I'm going to start chiseling at this. I'm going to take 15 minutes. And then the, when you look at it, it's 15 minutes less. And then before you know it, it's, it's gone or it's so much easier. And it gives you kind of that breathing room to kind of go, oh, okay, here we go. Um, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a quick commercial break. And we're going to come back and continue our, our conversation about just the voyage of discovery. And there's so many things to discover. And I have a story to tell you, Patty, that I haven't told you of a discovery. And so I'm, I'm going to wait and I'm going to share it. And in our next segment. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. 
What does reboot mean? Ever wonder why your connection to the world through your computer does not work as flawlessly as most of your ability to breathe? ISP Radio Network explains the why and how the Internet works. Learn the inside and secrets that your Internet provider may not be telling you or even want you to know. Gain the confidence to proclaim that you are no longer technically illiterate. You may call him a techno gearhead or network guru, but Stephen Grabiel, your host, is a person driven by a passion to serve people fast internet, as well as empowering internet users with simple skills to maintain their fast internet. This is ISP Radio Network, a place where internet service providers and the self-proclaimed technically challenged users of the internet meet weekly to share ideas of what makes the internet work or how to make the internet work better. Don't miss ISP Radio with your host, Stephen Grabion, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to our show today. We are talking about just the, the voyage of life and uh, discovery in life. And one of the things about on our, our voyage is um, the disappointments in life when you're in that discovery process. And I, I have to say, I mean, Lisa knows, I was really nervous about this morning because I was so excited to have Colin Durias on uh, our, our show. And apparently, um, we are not able to, to get him on the, on the show today. We keep trying, but I don't know if it's the time zone or um, it's just not happening. So... Uh, that would be a big disappointment for me. And through those life disappointments, you have to figure out um, what your next step is. And uh, in that disappointment, I have another really exciting part of my life because you left me hanging, Lisa, with this great story that you have for me and you have not yet shared it. So so well, see, disappointments turn into like fabulous, exciting things. Well, I, and you might not think it's a great story, but I said, I, I was realized I hadn't shared this and I thought I'm going to wait and share it with you on air. But, um, as you know, I just, I got back a couple of weeks ago from, um, going to Greece and you know, talking about discovery. There were so many different discoveries on so many levels. And that's why we went to discover and, and to, to learn and see some of the biblical sites and to learn from a historical and a biblical perspective, which was like an amazing beyond experience. And I'm still, trying to, you know, um, absorb it all and process it all. But one of the things, talking about discovery, and, we, you know, Patty, you and I were talking before the show, just like, you know, discovering is like looking, getting out of ruts and, and just doing something new and taking a risk a lot of times to, to, to really discover something new and to go on a voyage, which requires adventure and it's risky and doing something that's out of your box. So um, when, we were in, when we were in Greece, I told you, I told you we got shipwrecked, literally. We were on a boat and... Coming into the harbor at the island of Crete, um, there was a lot of winds and stuff, and the, the ship, which was a cruise ship, I, actually. I have to interrupt you. I have to just say, we were talking about a voyage, and you just came back from the most incredible voyage ever, and it's like it's taken us 45 minutes to even talk about it on the show, so that's another I crazy thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is, that is true. I didn't even think about that. So anyway, yes. coming into the, to the harbor in the morning, and... Um, I, 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 we were getting ready in the morning and you heard us cut bump 
and you're like, you don't know what's normal noises on a boat. I have never done a cruise before. And it was just like a little three-day cruise. But um, apparently the boat had hit the dock coming in and it put a big dent in the side of the ship, you know, this big, thick metal <laughs> ship. So as a result, we got stranded on the island of Crete, which was very difficult to recall. Um, and so we had an extra day on Crete to hang out. So we get off the boat and um, our group, we go, we're just kind of walking around the streets and the marketplace and everything. And I'm with my daughter and I'm with this other gal, Lisa, and um, we're walking around and Amy goes, my daughter, she says, look over there. There's, um, there's, those, that's, there's a foot spa that has the fish in it. You know where you, where you put your feet yes. in a, and there's all the fish and it's illegal in the States apparently, but not on the island of Crete. So we, um, we're like, okay, let's go do that. I've never done that. Have you ever done that? Had a foot spa? No, but I, I have to tell you now, I have another story, of course, when we, you finish yours um, uh, about the fish thing. But I wonder if it's to because we're not protecting the fish. I wonder why it's illegal in the States. Well, probably because they're 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 gnawing on your feet, you know, and <laughs> they don't clean the tank. I don't want to think so about it. It's a health thing? Don't make me go there. But anyway, so we see these tanks <laughs> in the open window and... And my son-in-law goes and negotiates a great deal. So there's three of us and, you know, we're all apparently, and there's these big tanks and there's all these little fish swimming around. And so you're supposed to put your feet in there and there's bubbles going around, you know, it's like got it swirling and you put your feet in there and it was like a 10 minute thing. And so I got to tell you, it was like this sensation of all these bubbles, all these fish, all of a sudden just attack your feet. And <laughs> Amy was the one that wanted to do it and she couldn't go put her feet in. She's like, I can't do it. And, and. Lisa and I are like, oh, just put your feet in. And it, it, it was kind of weird at first. I got to tell you, it was a weird sensation. And you want to immediately take your feet out because it's like when you really think about it, it's little fish gnawing on your feet. And I had the biggest fish in my, in my tank. <laughs> they were laughing because I could literally feel like a big fish kind of gnawing on the side of my foot. I'm like, is there a big one like gnawing on the side of my foot right now? And they're like, <laughs> yes. And so anyway, finally, Amy, after a few minutes of coaching and you know, basically telling her it's not an option. She has to put her feet in. She did. And you should, it was just, it was one of those experiences you won't forget. Yes. Bring something new. And I got to tell you though, when we left and walked away, our feet did feel kind of refreshed. It really, really did. Like, you know, that tingling um, sensation, like you put like mint or something, you yes. know, like, like that menthol or whatever. It was kind of like that. And I don't, I don't know why, but this little fish, you know, I guess we fed them well. <laughs> so there were no marks on your feet, right? No, it was fabulous. So anyway, I didn't tell you that I got to have a fish. I've always wanted to do that and never done that. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to seize the opportunity. And that's like, and discovering sometimes you have to seize it when it's right yeah. there. Yeah. Otherwise you miss it. Because I don't know what I, that could ever happen again. And so that was just really a cool experience. So I want to hear your story now. That, that is a great story. Well, you know, my story, you were actually there. But when you were talking about the fish, I don't know what brought me back. But when we were in Peru, and here we are, you know, in the Amazons. And the I had wanted to go swimming, if you remember correctly. So in order for us to go swimming, um, they put us on, you know, a boat. And, um, oh, and they were going to also show us where all the crocodiles were. Well, they brought us to this smaller island, and we were getting some pictures because the sun was setting, and it was just over and beyond beautiful, just breathtaking. And I looked behind me, and there were five or six of the, the guys that were taking us everywhere, kind of our guide slash security guards. And um, they had these sticks and these paddles 
that they were beating the water in their, you know, the river and they were just whacking the water like crazy. And I, I remember asking that one of the guides going, what exactly are they, are they doing there? And she said, you, you want to go swimming? They're, they're like killing the piranhas. <laughs> okay. Sure, that was the accent, but that was good. <laughs> so I said, "What?" Because yeah, I, I don't even think I heard. They they clean the bananas for you go swimming, and you know, doing the motion of us swimming. And I, I thought, I don't think we're gonna go swimming now. <laughs> They're having to beat the piranhas out of the way so we can get in there. So anyway, I I just think. Um, it doesn't top your fish story on your feet because we never would go into the water after that. But uh, the fact that, once again, it goes back to teamwork, that it took a team for us to go swimming because they were going to get all of the, the monsters out of the water before we could, could get in. Um, okay, so going back, because now, now we're just yakking about all of our fish stories. Going back to some there tips. Discoveries. There were discoveries, and that's the thing is you have to risk things to have a new a new um, experience and a new memory and yes. you and me are all about a good story and all about creating memories and and it but you have to be willing to risk to do that and that's Absolutely. what we've discovered that's what we've well, discovered and and another thing is and in, in not very many people well I shouldn't say not very many people I mean people want to hear it but in order to catch all of those um, those experiences they say, those, you know, the they in quotes, the researchers, that becoming an early riser gives yourself a margin of time and that many people that rise up early in the morning, they are making life happen. So what do you think of that? Well, coming <laughs> from my limp, you know, I'm a night owl. I know. I know. <laughs> the morning is not my friend, but I got to tell you, I've been trying to get a new rhythm in life and try to get up earlier and... And really appreciate, and you do get so much more done. And I do like the morning, but my that's not my natural rhythm is to wake up early. I'd rather stay up late and then sleep in a little bit. But I know you are such a morning person. But, well, I used to not be though. I was, uh, I mean, I had to become that way if I wanted to see my husband because he loves hiking in the morning and drinking coffee in the morning. So I it, it kind of turned into that, but. When you become an early riser, I think you do give yourself a little bit more time. And someone could argue this point that it also gives yourself space to dream because people would go, no, I have plenty of time to dream late at night. But you do want to give yourself that time where you're not so crazy busy that you don't get to just pause and dream and have those visions of what, you know, maybe what you even want to, like what Tammy mentioned, having a vision for your family to go, These, here's some goals here that we're all going to work towards as a family. This is our team that we're doing something or, you know, in a, in a uh, organization, whatever you can to, to dream and keep having that vision to make life exciting so you can take the risk, so you can um, go beyond just the ordinary. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about just hold this discovery, it is Discovery does happen in the ordinary when you're really looking for it, and you just don't know what's going what's gonna to transpire beyond that moment when you think it's something so insignificant. And, um, you, you know, and it goes back to a, another tip just real quick, because we only have a couple minutes, believe it or not, that we just want to leave, because these tips motivate us. We're talking to ourselves as well as sharing these tips, because um, we all struggle with this area of, of just... You know, creating that rhythm and that place in your life where you can discover, 
um, and allowing yourself to, to have the space, to declutter, to do all these things, surround yourself with the right people. Um, so then get the piranhas out of the way. Absolutely, because there's always the piranhas in the water, and we need those people that have our back, that have our feet, that are, you know, are, are beating them with the stick. We do. It takes a team, and it takes a village, and it takes a church, and it takes a family. It takes all of that to really enjoy and absorb the, the moments of life that God gives us and that abundant life that, that he wants us to, to truly live and to breathe in and to exhale to others. And I, I guess I got to tell you, you know how we love quotes, and we love you know, those sayings. And I, I saw one yesterday at, at a store, and I just thought it was really great. It says, if you want to know where your heart is, look to where your mind goes when it wanders. I just think that's a great thought to think mm-hmm. about where is your mind wandering mm-hmm. um, in those down moments, whether it's in the shower, whether it's driving, when you when you're kind of let your mind escape, where does it wander? And maybe that's where your heart is. Because a lot of times we go, I don't know how to discover some things for myself. I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my interests are. I don't know what my heart beat. I think that's a great tip of just where does your mind, be aware of where your mind wanders. And, um, you know, a lot of times my mind goes aimlessly. And so it's, you know, it's not that significant. But sometimes you go, wow, I just went to that place. And I took a scenic route to that place. And maybe that's significant. And, and I think it's interesting when you talk about your mind, because what you think about before you fall, go to sleep, you know, just that, that time there to really start evaluating, am I spending my, my time wisely and how I, I let it wander? Well, we want to thank you for being um, just there listening on our show today, because life is truly about discovery, and the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes, and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 